Hello, my friend. You're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. This week, we're discussing the healing power of music and how you can harness it in your life. And I'll be telling you my story of how certain music helped me to heal my life many years ago. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today. Have you ever heard that listening to music can make you smarter or help you study or learn faster or that it aids mental development? Well, this may sound fanciful, but it will come as no surprise to you that music can have an enormous effect on your mood and well-being. You know how you feel when you hear one of your favorite songs and it instantly lifts you up and brings you joy. You might want to jump up and dance, or it might even spark a memory of being in a specific time and place with specific people and certain things going on. And it's just amazing how music does that. So I don't know for sure if music can make you smarter, but I do know that music, very specific music, was instrumental (laughs) Sorry, had to do it in healing my life. So here is my personal musical healing story. Years ago, when I quit drinking, I felt like in the act of quitting drinking that I had solved my problem. But really, it was just the beginning of a whole load of other problems that was really a long road to healing. Basically, when I no longer had booze in my life, I realized that I was just full of self-hatred and shame, mainly related to the boozing. But it was masking these terrible feelings of shame and hatred and that I'd feeling like feeling like I'd wasted my life. So without the booze glossing over everything, I felt raw and ripped open. And my main desire was for solace. I just felt like I needed soothing. And so a few months after I quit drinking, I was hanging out in Toronto airport waiting to catch a flight home when I saw a couple of CDs. They were called Mozart for Meditation and Bach for Meditation. Now, I have never been one to listen to classical music before, but I felt drawn to these CDs, so I bought them. And then I listened to them almost exclusively, much to the annoyance of my husband, for the next couple of years. There was just something about them. They were so peaceful and nourishing and beautiful. Somehow they just fed my soul. 
I listened to these CDs over and over again. And this music gave me that soothing and solace that I needed. Now, there's a book called, called The Mozart Effect, explaining the theory that listening to Mozart can help people to heal from a variety of disorders of all levels, physical, mental, and emotional. And also that if you get your children to listen to Mozart or even play it to them while they're in the, in the womb, that they will be smarter. Now, I don't claim to have any experience of being smarter as a result of listening to this, but I do feel like listening to that beautiful music that I'd never had a taste for previously made me whole. Now, sound therapy is nothing new. There's been chanting and drumming and singing used for millennia, principally to enter altered states of consciousness. And you may have heard of that more trendy kind of sound therapy, those gong baths <laughs> that are so big at the moment, where you lie on a mat. It's a bit like the relaxation part at the end of a yoga session. So you lie on a mat and someone sounds a gong and the vibrations of the gong wash over you. Now, I experienced something similar to this myself recently when I was on holiday last year. I dragged my husband to a little crystal shop in the town of Cognac, and the owner there had this massive singing crystal ball in the shop. It was maybe two and a half feet wide and about a foot deep, and she played it for me, and it was absolutely amazing. The vibrations of the ball radiated out and just filled my being. The vibrations were tangible. I could feel them rippling through my body. So there's some really interesting research about music that I'm going to talk about now. And it's by Dr. David Hawkins, and it can help us to understand music's healing power. Dr. David Hawkins was a renowned psychiatrist, medical doctor, professor, spiritual teacher, and researcher. His foremost contribution was the map of consciousness in which he calibrated the levels of consciousness of basically everything you can think of. <laughs> he calibrated the levels of consciousness of emotions, of statements, of music, of people, ideas, everything but the kitchen sink. So the scale works on a level of 1 to 1,000. And lowest on the scale, we have a virus at 0 or a bacteria at 1. And the highest was 1,000. And that was the level of spiritual avatars like Buddha and Jesus. So this is like the highest of highest level of consciousness that humanity, humans are capable of attaining. So generally speaking, the scale of consciousness has three major zones, levels 0 to 200, 200 to 500, and 500 to 1,000. Anything below 200 are negative emotional and consciousness states where people tend to be unable to take responsibility for themselves and their actions, 
And basically, it's about acting without integrity. Starting at level 200, which is the level of courage and progressing to 499, are the levels of integrity and progressively increasing levels of positive energy and thinking and reason. And consciousness level 500 and beyond are the levels of love and peace and enlightenment. So Dr. David Hawkins calibrated these levels of consciousness using a technique called muscle testing or kinesiology. You may have heard of muscle testing associated with allergy testing. The idea behind it is that we are all connected to the field of consciousness from which all life springs. As Dr. Hawkins says in his book, Truth Versus Falsehood, Consciousness is the unlimited, omnipresent, universal energy field, carrier wave, and reservoir of all information available in the universe. And more importantly, it is the very essence and substrate of the capacity to know or experience. The field records or imprints all aspects of life in minute detail. And this aspect is known as the Akashic Records. Anyhow, using muscle testing and the body's connection to this field of consciousness, we can get answers to questions that the conscious mind does not know. So in the presence of truth, say a statement, or in our case, a piece of music above the level of 200 on his scale, the muscle will test strong. Anything below 200 will test weak or untrue. So Dr. Hawkins tested all sorts of music, the energy of music, the levels of consciousness of the composers, and interestingly, Mozart and Bach were among the highest tested, calibrating at 540 and 530 respectively. So here's a quote explaining this calibration. The energy of classical music has a very positive impact on later behaviors and learning capacity and increases the level of consciousness. It results in more advanced development of neuronal connections and patterning. Interestingly, it also results in higher mathematical capability and transitioning from lower to higher mind. The exposure to classical music in childhood and early life results in attraction to peace, truth, and beauty, and aversion to violence, falsity, and gross vulgarity. And interestingly, he also talks about other kinds of music like gangster rap, punk, and death metal. And they had very negative effects on the human energy field, and they calibrated between 35 and 95 on his scale of consciousness. And about these kinds of music, he said, at lower calibration levels, music becomes predominantly sensationalistic and celebrates the lowest elements of humanity by glamorizing rape, criminality, violence, death by hollow-point bullets, and other extremes and excesses of brutality. 
So I found that quite interesting. I'm sorry if you're a fan of uh, <laughs> any of those kinds of music, but it's about the ideas that they are glorifying and the effect of that music on our human energy field. Now, here's a quote where the Tibetan master is advising one of the disciples that he advised in Discipleship in the New Age, Volume 2 by Alice Bailey. So in this book, he says, How can I help you to bring the power of your loving, intelligent soul so that it can release your personality from its fever and bring about an ordered quiet in your life? One of the major linking and blending processes is the creative work of music. I would suggest to you that you bring music into your life far more than you have hitherto done, particularly orchestral music. The effect of blended instruments and broad sound productions upon your personality will be to break down the opposition which it presents to soul contact and impose a different note and key upon your life. You are on the verge of release from the struggle of the past and can enter upon a more constructive and happier phase of living if you permit music to play a major part in your life rhythm. Choose only the best music, such as that played by the great symphony orchestras. God created by the power of sound and the music of the spheres holds all life in being. The soul, on its tiny scale, can create the new man by the power also of sound, and a musical rhythm can be usefully imposed upon the personality life by the disciple. This is what you need, music in your life, literally and figuratively. I have here given you a most important hint. Let the great music of the masters of sound enter in a new and powerful way into your consciousness. If you take this advice in three years, if you insist on subjecting yourself to the musical impact, I suggest great and significant changes will be brought about in your life. Spurn not this practical suggestion, but give your mind the opportunity through the massed sound of music to break down the personality-imposed barriers between the free flow of soul life and you. Wow. So this is all about vibration, frequency, and resonance. You know that tuning fork experiment? Basically, if you strike one tuning fork and it is in the vicinity of another tuning fork of the same frequency, the second fork will begin to sound as well. So this is a kind of sound entrainment, and this applies to us humans as well. We are uplifted by music that calibrates high on the scale of consciousness. And it's also kind of like that phenomenon of spiritual transmission, another kind of entrainment, where students in the presence of their enlightened guru are enabled, albeit usually only briefly, to experience the guru's higher level of consciousness just by being in his or her presence. 
So I find that fascinating. And so I think that that's what's happening with sound healing and with the way that I experienced healing via listening repeatedly to my Mozart for meditation and Bach for meditation CDs. That music just had such a beauty to it. It literally lifted my soul. It brought me into contact with higher vibrations and higher levels of consciousness. So I want to talk about another couple of ways that we can all better use sound healing. And it's taking it a little bit further than just music. Because it's not about music, but it's about the sounds that we utter in the words that we speak. In Light of the Soul, the Tibetan advised us to pay strict attention to every formulation of words used. And also that we can have a huge effect via sound, but in a kind of abstract way, and that's by the use of silence and as a means of silence as a means of service. Now, I love that idea. So both of these things are a form of service. People will listen up and take you seriously when you speak, when you usually only speak when you've actually got something of value to say. I don't know if you know this kind of scenario where you're in the presence of a gabber, someone who just talks and talks and talks, and it's exhausting. So when you manage to get control of your thoughts, and this is then expressed outwardly in the way you speak, you are really doing the people around you a favor. (laughs) It's a service. (laughs) You know, people will sit up and take notice when you do speak, because you're not in the habit of just blabbing mindlessly. And the same thing with silence. Silence is a service because you manage to control your mind to the extent that you can be with someone and maybe something pops into your mind that you could say. And then instead of saying it, you decide that it would not be helpful to the other person or that maybe it might have a hurtful quality to it. So you choose not to speak. So this is like a gift to everybody around you. They will be grateful for your ability to listen to them with patience and to not be trying to constantly butt in with your own thoughts. You give them the space to speak. You show that you're available as a listener. And people love that. People love feeling that they are being heard, that they are being recognized. They are going to feel like you are giving them a little piece of healing in that moment just by patiently listening. So when you talk mindlessly, you drain people. You know, it's, it's hard being in the presence of a babbler. It's, it really can be exhausting. So by your own capacity to pay attention to the words you use and also the wise use of silence, you are 
a healing presence. So I just wanted to pass on that other little way of how we can use sound that's different from music as healing. Okay, my friend, I'm going to leave it there for today. But I just want to give you a little something to ponder. And this is a quote from Esoteric Healing by Alice Bailey. And it just gives us a nice idea of where all of this is heading. So here's the quote. Music will largely be used by the healer to bring about a cure or to facilitate the process of death or departure. Healing by the means of sound will be one of the first healing unfoldments to be noted at the close of the next century. Neato. (laughs) So that gives us a glimpse of things to come. We don't know much about the use of sound or music in healing right now, but it is destined to become one of our main healing modalities in the future. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this mini exploration of the healing power of music and sound and that you'll look into bringing more of this into your own life, whether it's listening to some classical music or even just playing some music that you love and that brings you joy and that just gives you a little bit more insight into how that's happening. If you are interested in learning more deeply about all of the fascinating topics and practices that we talk about in the Sort Yourself Out podcast, then why don't you go and sign up to the waitlist for my upcoming Inner Circle membership. Go on over to theinspirationcloud.com slash membership to get on the waitlist and I will keep you in the loop. Okay, my friend, that's all for today. Thanks so much for spending your time with me. I really do appreciate it. So take care and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you found it helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too. So please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor and I will be eternally grateful for your generosity. It would also be lovely if you would leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a nice one, please. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you're there. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you you can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one, folks. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.